Hey, 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 it's time for the podcast. Hey, 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 it's time for now. Hey, and welcome to episode 187. Seven it is. Of the regular features podcast. I like the number 87. It's the year when I was born. Really? Yeah. Oh, we must have passed through your years. Yeah, without, 85. Without, without I just don't think mentioning. about it. Yeah. 85. I mean, that means so many things. It's the year I was born. It's uh, an apparently quite a good like, review score in PC Gamer. It's a lot of things. We've already done issue 87, Steve. You, you can't just every 100 episodes go on about the fucking year <laughs> you were born. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 but when I was will born. this stop? Episode 887? No! It's, unless I draw a line in the sand now. All right. This could I was potentially born in go on forever. Year, in the year 187. Mm. Oh. I am a demigod. <laughs> <laughs> right. That changes the complexion of things somewhat. <laughs> I think it's fine. Let's, I just think next time, 287, just shut your mouth. Okay. Well, of course he will, because that's not the year of his birth. It's oh, yeah, just established it's 187. Yeah, but you know, I will be reminiscing about my 100. You're, still, you're still hung up on my rant. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Keep up to date with the rants, man. <laughs> fair, fair. Hey, my name's Steve Hogarty. My name's Jonathan Blythe. My name is Matt Lees. And we do a little podcast called Regular Features, you bitch. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Deal with it. It's a fun little podcast. We like to have fun. We like to joke we're, around. We're friends. Yeah, but we're also very angry at you. <laughs> we don't know why we're angry. I'm really sorry. Uh, I called that's you a rude name. It was yeah. very rude. Crazy. Ah, that's not a line up. Let's crank it up. Let's like, make this the most attitude-heavy podcast of all. Whoa. You big shit bags. Yeah, well, I mean, I will be doing a feature today which is uh, probably going to be viewed as being Christian hating <laughs> so uh, that's pretty aggressive isn't it well stink up those guys yeah what this, are you this, doing this, tonight Log well I'll be um, reading out a transcript of a conversation I had with a man on a train ah like dial M for more please mom and yeah only like <laughs> when normally I write a script I insert jokes this is a straight transcript of a conversation I had on a train so don't expect mirth <laughs> but realism so, yeah Sometimes realism is funnier than anything I wrote. That's usually the case, actually. I'm my feature is uh, aborted Mowgli. Whoa, whoa! Aborted Mowgli feature. We're going to be sending the far right, far right Christians on a spiraling. No, I mean furious. Like, the, feature, me. the feature was aborted, not Mowgli the the boy. Oh right, I'm, okay. What if he yeah, was aborted? You can't just say aborted Mowgli and not expect me to go through all the names of the characters in the Jungle Book trying to look for miscarriage puns. <laughs> <laughs> miscarriage Bagheera. I'm sorry, you bluesed you bluesed your baby. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Christian baiting is off to a good start. Oh, wow. We're going to have uh, a Oh, of... just because you want to make puns about something does not mean you embrace it. Except in the case of abortion <laughs> and the jungle book. Regular fee share. 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 Regular. Repulsive. And now it's time for Steve. Oh, it's not really, though. Yeah, I didn't really finish this one. They didn't finish this feature. That's why it's aborted. It's nothing it's to do with It's an aborted Mowgli feature. Okay. I went to see The Jungle Book today, the new Jungle Book film, directed by John Favreau. It's oh, good. I've forgotten all about that trailer I saw in the movie recently about a live-action Jungle Book film. Yeah, it's good. It's live-action. Mowgli's live-action. He's a real boy, and like everything else around him is CG. 
but it's like it's nice CG. It's like like cartoonish live action CG. So you have like wolves who talk, huh. but you're not like what the fuck a talking wolf. Oh you're my like, god! Okay, so yeah, they do actually talk then because that's I can't remember my memory of the trailer so bad. I just thought it was a kid fighting with lots of animals. Oh, like Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah. Pi times a thousand. <laughs> it's like Pi Fight Club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I started writing a feature, but then I I didn't have time to finish it. I'm really sorry. I'm sorry. Don't apologise to us. I had to go... Apologise to the readers. To go review a lovely restaurant with Matt. Yeah. Brought Matt along. Yeah, I went to a lovely restaurant. So that's going to make the readers feel better, isn't it? So apologise to me then, the guy that doesn't get to surf your lifestyle. (laughs) If you hadn't abandoned me for Nottingham... I'm sorry. Then perhaps you'd be living the high life. Nottingham. What the fuck have I done? <laughs> Been there two years now, and I haven't had one single lick of luxury. <laughs> so I start. I started writing a feature, which was sort of an interactive script, a little adventure, some RPG elements. There was some fighting, and okay. which you can sort of use different attacks to evade enemies. Skill trees. Uh, there was going to be a really involved skill tree, um, kind of like the orb system from Final Fantasy Nine. Oh, oh my God! Sphere grid from Final Fantasy best, Ten. Yeah, I so the Final Fantasy. As well. Yeah, yeah no, 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 the um, no, you're right. No, you're right. Ten is the one I'm thinking. Yeah, of. The yeah. Sphere yeah. Grid. But with you're bringing back some of the material linking from FF7 that everyone loves so much. Oh my God! So that was going to be in there. Oh, will there be the ball game as well? What was it called? B- Blitz, Blitz ball. ball, Cluedo. Can no, <laughs> Blitz ball. <laughs> Fuck you, Blitz ball. It's all the triple triads. Oh, I hated it. <laughs> I, Oh, that that brought out some gaming rage in me. I like Joe Blitzball. Blitzball. Joe loves it. He really loves it. I oh, think. you know, I used to Unless I've made that up and it's slander. He's, he's out of the podcast. Sorry, Joe. He's never doing another live show. Fair. It, it was going to be very involved. Like, there was a, a th- like a three-hour-long story arc. Um, three acts. Um, it got very emotional in places. But I didn't have time. So I've written some opening scenes. And maybe we can just run through it and... Yeah, and, well, and just this, this happens with every episode of Doctor Who, I'm sure. <laughs> they just Absolutely. have to rush. And then they go, oh, we'll finish it next week and just make up any old shit. Yeah. Just make sure the universe is about to end and then it doesn't. Yeah. It's all you need. Because they remember something. I'm going to be Mowgli. Oh, fucking... Of course you would be. Why? The pretty little white boy. <laughs> Mowgli. Am I whitewashing Jungle Book? <laughs> yeah. um, who wants to be Bagheera, the, the puma, or panther? <laughs> Bagheera. That's what I thought you said earlier when we were talking about the Jungle Vajira. Book. I thought you said Vajira, and I was like, we're in a restaurant. I think he's called Bagheera. Oh, well. hope so. Well, you knew Bagheera because Baloo's a bear and Nog's a bear. And oh, I right, right. <laughs> saw this coming. Sure, yeah, I'll be oh, Bagheera. I'll, I'll play up to my role. Hello, my name is Mowgli, the mostly nude boy who was unattended in a jungle. Hello there, Mowgli. My name is Bagheera the Panther, and I am completely nude. The jungle is my home, and I shit in it every day. And my name's Baloo. I also wear no clothes because I am a bear. Well, Bagheera and Baloo, I'm entirely nude, except for my orange loincloth. So perhaps we can be friends here in the jungle. Bagheera and Baloo have joined your party. 
Go north. <laughs> you don't shout go north. Go north. It's one of the options that you can pick. Go north. Do you want to go north? Yeah, let's go east go. or west. Go north. north. Okay, we're going to go now. We're going north. <laughs> you have encountered a big snake. Oh, big snake. <laughs> well, <clears throat> well, what do we have here? An unattended boy in the jungle with hardly any clothes on. I would have read it like this. <laughs> And then all it says after this is Baloo Attack. Yeah. That that's that's why so I was desperately trying to get a little bit of extra length in it by saying, well, this is how I would have read that line, seeing that the script ended yeah, two well, lines later. I think the thing we have to think about here is it's a really promising vertical slice, uh, which we can then I sell. Think it's a vestigial feature. I saw, I did a thing where, like, I introduced a weird detail that Mowgli's naked, part from his little loincloth, and I just keep mentioning it in a different way mm. in every line. What was the Not point? in a way that ever expands on, like, it doesn't become sexual or weird. <laughs> what was Just in everyone the- keeps mentioning the varying degrees of nudeness of all of the characters in the yeah, book. Yeah, some animals maybe have got a leaf on them, but that's not clothes. No. That's just something that landed it on It fell me. on one of their shoulders. Yeah. And then we get into a wider discussion on what constitutes clothing. Yeah. What was the plot arc going to be with that? Can you reveal that? Or is it like the the weird guys with the blue gloves from Firefly and we'll just never know? Well, I imagine that was going to be lots of people saying attack moves and that would end up with you going... That's Gil going into your pocket. <laughs> Gil in the pocket. It's better than on the floor. That's what they say. So I really hope not, not doing a feature now passes for a feature in this episode 187 of the regular features podcast that was a good partial feature I wonder what will be next after this jingle I'm now trying to envision what the Jungle Book would be like if Mowgli wasn't in it. Whether it would have more or less singing in it. Or whether it would just... Are you saying he triggered all the singing or that he was the first to discover it and that's why it was reported I to us the know. other humans? Oh, it sounds like the animals are having a fucking whale of a time there and he was like this. Because he pisses off the monkey big time, doesn't he, by, by being a human. And yeah. without that, status quo, everything's fine. I mean, I'm not anti-progressive but I just think maybe if humans had not gone into the jungle then the big monkey would have just stayed king of the swingers and everything would have been a-okay so do you think uh, the jungle book is an analogy where Mowgli is England yes and all the animals are immigrants yes yeah I understand that I understand that and that's why I'm backing the Brexit yeah I want a Brexit so fast you won't won't see me for dust I want a biscuit (laughs) (laughs) whether I can have a biscuit I think a Brexit (laughs) should be a a breakfast that you eat whilst leaving the house (laughs) really quickly I think that's a much better bit of terminology than the fucking British exit there's a pile of shattered bowls on your porch as you toss the last of your breakfast over your shoulder done with this cheerio bullshit time for work 
Smash! Just milk spatters on your windowsill. Yeah. Shruti Pivananay! Shruti Pivananay! Shruti Pivananay! How does a garden grow? Right, I'm going to do a feature now. Uh, <laughs> after that beautiful jingle sound. <laughs> I, should bloody, I should bloody well hope so. So listen, right, I know I did a wedding-based feature last week. Oh, two weeks ago on the mm, podcast. Mm, Someone's getting hot feet. Oh, yeah, jumping up and down these same coals every week. That's podcasting, <laughs> babe. Um, was- yeah, vicars, etc. Basically, um, I went to a wedding and I'm really fed up of vicars. Uh, and, you know, that's saying something, because my dad's a vicar. So, you know, I should be a bit more lenient on the old vicks. How full on is your dad with being a vicar when you go home? He's yeah. really chill. Does he, does he say, well, speaking as a vicar, no. I can't approve of you having your balls pressed against the ashtray like that. <laughs> he lets me do whatever I like with my balls in the ashtray. Does he believe in God? I think so, yes. Oh, what an idiot, because God's not even real. Yeah, he fell no, for it. It's not real, is it? No. But he's, I think he's quite modern. I think he's one of these, uh, these modern people who who sort of believes in God, but also sort of believes that God exists kind of within all of us and is perhaps an abstract uh, concept, which is good. It's like a good. plasma. It's uh, like a form of plasma that exists. No, I think it's a bit more philosophical than that. But yeah. um, I know I think he does. I don't know. They, they don't believe any of the, the obviously made-up bullshit. Like they kind of came back to life, or water literally turning into wine, etc. But my parents are, except both in the modern form of the word "literally," where it kind of means not literally, just it just yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah that, that's, I think right, that's, that's probably what Jesus was doing. Like, yeah. he was like, "This is literally wine." Yeah, it's not. And yeah. it wasn't. It was water. But he was like, <laughs> oh my god, this guys, water is I'm so just, good! I'm it's not, literally wine. I'm not even joking, guys. <laughs> this is and literally like, wine. I am so drunk right now. <laughs> the meaning of the word didn't exist back then. So everyone's like, "Wow, it's literally wine." Yeah, that's pretty much what happened, I think. But I think it's also the idea that it's like, um, you know, that these basically the Bible is just full of parables, and really, you don't want to read too much into it, literally, because it's probably just nice stories and Jesus probably was a really nice charismatic man but he probably wasn't a magical dude you know mm-hmm. he probably didn't do all the magical stuff but I don't know I don't really talk to my parents about it anymore we've got a kind of nice relationship where they know I'm not interested in it and I'm not interested in trying to tell them that it's not real either so we just don't talk about hey, it's it it's a good place to be with atheists and so. not being a cunt about it precisely agnostic <laughs> is what I go for because I'm not even going to say atheist I don't feel no. that strongly about it I just personally don't believe in it no, but I, I'm oh, open to went, the idea I went through strongly identifying as an atheist oh I did I, as well yeah, no, it's kind of not I, now my skin I, bristles at the thought yeah of who that. gives a fuck I don't, like, I don't feel the need to, to label it in any way I just go what well, I, just, I don't that, believe what you believe any, sorry yeah. Yeah, I find it weird anything. that people draw any strength from atheism I draw nothing from agnosticism some it's of the just, biggest pricks in the world are atheists I know I draw nothing from no, being no. agnostic no. it just doesn't exist no. I just I don't care no. it's just something I don't think about it gives me more time to think about like Getting both hands around your dick shafts. Exactly. I use my atheism to make myself feel better than other people. Well, that's a classic technique. Uh, That's what I like to do. I look down on people who have other beliefs to me. It makes you feel superior and yeah, but don't you see? I've, I've adopted this fake position of not identifying as an atheist anymore when I secretly do, just to feel superior to you. I'm like, I don't know, a pawn taking a queen because you didn't see me coming. I don't want to talk about shit. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, yeah, I 
I am properly agnostic, full on. I'm a militant agnostic. I seriously don't care, but I'm open to the idea if there's a reason to be, but there probably isn't. Anyway, uh, the, the one problem with this is that I, because I'm agnostic, I still have respect for people who believe it. I just think it's a bit silly, but I, whatever. But the issue with this is, is the only way I'm able to maintain this is just by not going to churches because I don't like to be in churches because then I find myself in a position where they ask you to do things like say, amen, or to sing songs about God. And I won't do that because, because I feel like in a way for me to stand there and sing stuff and sing stuff whilst thinking, I think this is all bollocks. You're making that God a little bit stronger. No, I just feel like it's disrespectful to people who actually actually care about it. Oh, you don't know what doubts are going through their heads. (laughs) Well, whatever. Everyone in that room is thinking, fucking hell, is this worth it? I went to a well churchy (laughs) wedding and like, so I, I was raised Catholic and like, I know all of the call and responses and I'm the first one to shout them out and it's like can uh, I get a kumbaya (laughs) (laughs) it's like um, oh uh, raise your hearts I'm the first one going we raise them up to the Lord (laughs) and everyone's like wow that guy he fucking knows so fast he was so fast he got it right out before any of us yeah and then they start going our father I race through it really quick our father and then it's like that was pretty good people's heads turn out fuck that guy's the most religious dude I've ever seen smashing your head yeah. into the woods <laughs> bow 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 as your lips just got red and smoking from the pure speed of your passion for the Christ yeah genuflect um, go genuflect genuflecting genuflect. at like fucking 12 genuflections per second fuck building up like steam coming off me and everything oh but no seriously God, I, you're just juddering as you reach 77 miles per hour and transubstantiate <laughs> I know I think about it too much but I think it's a serious thing because I used to be uh, like I used to be an altar boy when I was a kid so I used to be the guy who actually carried the big like metal cross down the middle of the church and the, on the way in and the way out and I felt really weird about that because it was like everyone here believes in this and I'm the person carrying the cross that they look to and care about and I was starting to that point think I don't know if I I believe in this anymore and so I think I'm a bit more like I think about it a bit more in terms of like not wanting to disrespect other people's beliefs by pretending I give a fuck about them I'd rather just say nothing I think that's just a bit more of a respectful thing however in practice it tends to weird people out because people think why is that guy not singing why is that guy saying yeah yes just make it nice for everyone by letting them not consider your faith stop thinking that you're the centre of attention in this thing thanks and just go along with it remember (laughs) the most important man ever to carry across was a Jew. Little guy we call Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm, what a... It's true. And he wasn't what a joke. And he wasn't Church of England. It's true. So you know what? He wasn't... That wasn't going through his head. He was thinking, fuck man, I have to die to take on the sins of humanity so that what all men I, can enter the speak, kingdom of God. Speaking as a Jew, I love the Old Testament. I hope no one ever creates another one because... I'm, fucking attaches my name to it because I'm a Jew <laughs> but yeah you're right Log. I probably shouldn't be self-centered but it's about being it's a guy no I don't know it's not everyone's got the spotlight you've got it's, a, it's a recognised thing it's just a weird thing you've just got to have in, I don't know it feels like it's a personal integrity thing it matters to me there's lots of songs I won't sing <laughs> like mm-bop. yeah I won't sing that it's not a good song see I'm not I've got standards it's fine anyway I'm, I'm just bored of uh, the different types of vicars that you get because I, I've seen a, a few church weddings and it always seems to just be a couple of minutes into I mean this guy on the weekend was great in the fact that he he didn't say anything particularly kind of like verging on oh it's a bit misogynistic for about 10 minutes but I'm just bored of 
all of the there's, there's not many different types of vicars right mm. and i just thought we need some more types of vicars so i'm just going to go through some of the different types of vicars that exist and then i'm going to come up with some new ideas for new types of vicars yeah. mix it up a bit right <clears throat> because we all know the different types of vicars but you should recap yeah so we've got sporty vicar yeah so that is a classic type of vicar <laughs> he's going to be the spice girls <laughs> Squ- no 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 he just, he just comes in through your front door swishing a squash racket from side to side well, these vicars are really common right what they'll do is they'll try and be like I'm one of the lads god I'm not thinking about god and stuff by just talking about like footy and stuff and just trying to oh. be like I'm a blokey vicar mm. oh we're not it, basically it comes down to being like I'm cool like I'm not it's not all about god and then what they'll do is they'll like you know they'll be like oh well you know actually like oh but but yeah no, 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 no. I'll talk about God a little bit, but now I'm going to talk about, I like, make an analogy to rugby or something just to be like, yeah, because yeah. like I'm a normal human. And I always find that a bit like the just, biggest goal of all was um, when Jesus did a parable. Yeah. And sometimes I think fish are like goals. This <laughs> 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 reminds me of the time when I scored 5,000 goals. And I think that's a little bit like fish, isn't it? <laughs> Such a shit analogy. Yeah, it doesn't work on any level. It's just using some things you recognise and saying fish. Well, the greatest free kick was Noah. <laughs> Did you, got, you got all those doubles right in the goal. Classic. How many points? So many points. Anyway, after Sporty Vicar, we've got uh, Posh Vicar. <laughs> you got that. Uh, oh, you tricked me. Yeah. <laughs> scary Vicar. <laughs> See, these work. You do get Scary Vicars and Posh Vicars. Mm. Baby Vicar, um, which is just like they kind of got that 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 maybe booze soddled sozzled baby face look, mm. um, uh, you know, never been kissed, and then uh, Jerry Halliwell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but actually, jokes aside, I have met a great number of ginger vicars. So I should have written ginger vicars, but it wasn't as funny. Anyway, I'm going to do some new vicars. <laughs> and um, I thought, I thought it's harsh on your own jokes. It's, it's fine. I'm just, I'm just deconstructing them live. It's not a good idea. Um, we got stand-up vicar, which is kind of a bit of an evolution of, of sporty vicar, really. And it's like kind of one of the hashtag lads and uh, sort of eternally trapped in that teenage state of trying to prove that they're not a dweeb, you know, by being like just filling it with jokes. And actually, this is quite similar to what we had on the weekend. Just Have you ever got a goal jokes. that's been disallowed? That's a little bit like having a miscarriage, isn't it? Going back to Sporty Vicar. Well, yeah, but there's a crossover. (laughs) There's a crossover between uh, Sporty Vicar and Stand Up Vicar. Um, Actually, this isn't really a new one, to be honest. The Stand Up Vicar is one that kind of already exists. It's, it's It's like, it's a lot like Sporty Vicar. They like to get a chuckle out of the Kong. Yeah. That's Vicar Talk for Congregation. (laughs) <laughs> the Congo. Congo. Well, no, they call them the Congo <laughs> don't because the Jungle Book now. <laughs> they would call them the Congo because they do thrive on on vaguely inappropriate th- humour, just to the the fact that they're <laughs> they're often massacred. Bantavikas. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's often because it's often because their uh, their beliefs and ideals are actually like fairly um, in parallel with those of about twenty to thirty years ago, because that's sort of what goes on. Um, you get these guys at weddings loads, and there's one at the wedding on the weekend. Um, it's that thing of being like a vicar that is as much not like a vicar as is possible but is still a vicar so it talks about Christian marriage 
values and then tells a slightly sexist joke, sort of hiding serious and uncomfortably antiquated rhetoric underneath a lightweight cassock of acceptable banter. Why are women so frail and, and weak? <laughs> and it being like, oh, so, so you can pick them up and chuck them over a wall when you've done with them. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, so you might love them. And it's like, yeah, but why are women so um, foolhardy and emotional? It's like, so that they would might love you. And why I was just do, thinking then, of this parable being like, but then why, why do women have such big teeth? Oh, the better to eat you with. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked that. But I couldn't, I actually, this is the problem I've become badly behaved in churches because I'm reasonable up to a point but when the when the vicar was like and then the man asked God but God why are women so emotional and irrational I just went and God replied fuck off because <laughs> <laughs> like what other response is there to that but it turns is that out, a genuine question they asked it was a joke it was built up to a joke and the joke oh. of that was being all oh, women are emotional and rational so they might love men <laughs> because you know oh because we're be awesome mad. Yeah. Yeah. Be mad. Love, a man. love a man and no one like, comes out of that joke looking good do they I know and just, why are you wheeling this fucking shit out I like when you said a two part joke I thought it was one of those awful ones he, like at the beginning of a sermon, it's a really long-winded thing about a raccoon who drives around, and then he he throws a brick out of his window, and then there's no punchline, and then he moves on. And everyone's like, "That was a weird joke." And at the end of his sermon, he tells another joke about a squirrel who's up a tree and he's collecting nuts, and then he dies because he got hit by a brick. Oh, that's... And goes, oh, it's the brick from the first part of the joke! Yeah. And everyone laughs. It's Still, like, oh. Just the relief of recognition replacing yeah. an actual punchline. God bless that. That's how vicar. most... Fuck that kind of <laughs> South Park mostly works. It's a reference. I like it. Um... Yeah, but basically, yeah, I just, I'm so fed up of, of, of Christian church weddings. I mean, the fact that you have sermons during weddings, like a sermon, like... How better than to celebrate the lifelong emotional commitment of two lovers than an informal 10-minute lecture about a, God? Someone jabbing their finger on and saying, you better be good, you've got to be nice. Of course, the reason we're all here, it's not, not for the people who love one another and are being married and have paid to be in the church, but for God. Yeah, the most Jesus important Christ. guest here tonight, and I, I know you can't see him. He's invisible and he giant. I know you can't see him, and you didn't invite him. <laughs> but he's here. He he, he's actually a little bit annoyed about that. Yeah. I tell yeah, and he's though. asked me and to embody that rage. To vibrate. <laughs> Talking of paying to be there, lovely little church. It was a little church, but there was a sign on the door when I came in saying, oh yeah, just so you know, donations and stuff. Uh, this church does cost £2,500 a week to maintain. And I just thought... Get fucked. I just wow. thought, maybe don't. Then, like, yeah. like that's an incredible amount of money. £10,000 a month. If somebody's like, oh, we love our dog, but it costs £10,000 £10, a month to keep him. It's like... Fucking boobish dog off a cliff. I'd Stop praying inside your dog. I'd be the, the first to let that dog park his nose between my legs and have a big hoof, but then just gently tighten my thighs around his nostrils until he... Deceased. Sure. And I mean, I'd be the first to do that. There'd be Q, but I'd be the first. (laughs) Straight in. I mean, I I just think like it maybe might be more Christian to just give 10 grand a month to the poor rather than maintaining this ancient church. And what's up with the roofs of all of the churches? I know. What the fuck? Like, roofs, (laughs) they're all broken in churches. I want to get a fucking. Get a roofer in? Uh, it's I don't know. Maybe that's what they're trying to get the money for. Maybe. Scam I don't know. I'm going to hold on to this and develop it into yeah, yeah, a, a fuller stand-up routine. But guys, what's going on with the roofs of churches? Why, why never the walls? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't know. I'm just fed up with sermons. I think it's like you know. To be fair, vanilla style Church of England values are like they're not that bad. They're fairly like if you take away, strip away the God like abandoned uh, wallpaper behind it, you find that it's just generally like reasonably nice advice about being kind to one another and respectful. But I just think like maybe you could do something better at someone's wedding, especially you could like squeeze in some practical advice, like how to bleed a radiator or properly dice an onion. We could have a little like demonstration mm. instead of a sermon. Like now we're going to have a man from Halfords come in and show you how to to check the pressure on bike tires and people would be like this is a bit left field but I learned something today something that might keep this fucking marriage together <laughs> um, anyway I've got some ideas it sounds um, like a humanist ceremony that we see that's what I'm probably I probably just humanist yeah. ceremonies would be better wouldn't they I've been to them they're great they're fucking weird but like yeah, they do have some of that thing. Like they, they can be they weird. Have, I've, um, oh god, ex- examples of how they're weird. I've been to some just entirely nondescript, but perfectly pleasant ones. Oh so yeah, we, how weird! I've known someone who's been to a humanist naming ceremony in, in place of a baptism, and like the they had a weird word for what a godparent was, and it was like a. It was a little joke about like a god, like a godless parent or something like a that. A battle uncle, and like yeah. they, they each had to give like three pieces of advice. Yeah, I did to, that to the baby, and this very rich. Don't stop till you get enough. Said um, <laughs> my advice to the child is: whenever you're getting onto an airplane, always turn left. Ooh. Implying yeah. to go to the first class bit. Yeah, but, but, that's, yeah, but that's not that's not you something you're allowed to exactly. do. Exactly. You don't make the decision when you're getting on the plane. You make it when you're booking the tickets. Well, that's, not, ago. that's not oh. a humanist ceremony being weird. That's somebody choosing a prick to be uh, the kind of unofficial godfather to their baby. Never yes. never find yourself in a position when you're not being pampered day and night. <laughs> Because I had to do that in uh, the place of my partner for a, 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 a naming ceremony. Again, an agnostic thing. And it was fun because I read a poem about it. And there was a point where it was like, there'll sometimes be girls who will lead you astray. And at that point, the baby just started having a massive grin. And it was like, hey, lads, lads, lads. You wouldn't feel as comfortable doing that in a church. So I'll give it a nine out of ten. Anyway, um, I've got some ideas for different vicars. Um, a DIY vicar going off the back of my kind of bleeding radiator thing. Is this where we? Is this your feature starting? Yeah, yeah, Ooh, it's fine. Ooh, well so you, into his feature now. This is this is in, the, in about it's about halfway. Yeah, hey. uh, a DIY vicar, which is basically you get kind of sermons, maybe a sermon on the merits of flat pack versus pre-assembled, and that, and whenever they say hallowed in anything, you replace it with hammered. Hollowed, uh, yeah. Um, Hammered be thy name. Grounds. Oh, the crumbling beneath my feet. <laughs> and you can affix Jesus to the crucifix with no more nails. Just, uh, just get rid of the old the fucking. Remove some of the brutality. You're not keen on that, All right? Let's go for yeah, maybe Alan Key could be one of his disciples. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Oh. It's a pun. I'll have it. <laughs> Got Dapper Vicar, which is great. Um, you just trade the obsolete but mild gender values for full-on sexual harassment during the services. Um, so he'd be like things, and he'd be doing jokes like saying, "Oh, Jesus turned water into wine." What was the point in that? As a liquid, it was already well moist. Um, and uh, then you, you get into yeah. trouble, and you get into trouble, obviously, 
And but then he'd make he'd apologize and he'd make it clear that he doesn't really believe any of these things. The whole thing was purely based on a fictional character. Mm. And once he's denounced God, he can then say sorry for behaving like a shit. But the vicar of Dibbling, uh, it's pretty much like a normal vicar, but it just talks about the pros and cons of Dibbling, focuses on bringing Dibbling into the 21st century, What's raise dib- awareness like? regarding the Dibbled, Dibblies. Dibble? You know, Dibbling. What's Dibbling? You know, oh, Dibbling. Oh, Dibbling. Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know what dibbling is. It's the problem. Giving officer dibble from top categories around. Exactly. I mean, this problem. This is why there's not enough awareness of dibbling. I think it's important to have a vicar of, vicar of dibbling, dibbling, <laughs> just to just to step in and, and get the step in that big puddle that's, that's bigger than the yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah get yeah. the dibbling. Did you find that big puddle? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> was that the vicar of dibbling, or was it just um, Joe or, Brand, Doctor Fo- <laughs> Doctor Foster, <laughs> Daniela Westbrook? What's her name? Vicar Dibley. Uh, Jennifer. No, Dawn French. Dawn French. Jennifer Dawn French. <laughs> we got there in the end, didn't we? <laughs> bingo, Vicar. Instead of a sermon, you all play bingo, except somehow every ball ends up being a parable from the Bible rather than a number, and the only prizes available on their table are the everlasting love of God, a blue ballpoint pen, and a small tin of lip balm. Blue ball. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Vicar Bob. Vicar uh, Bob, uh, slightly more non <laughs> slightly more non sequiturs than usual. Um, baptisms administered largely via slapstick. Well, uh, uh, bickering vicars, bickering vicars. That's good. What will they do? Uh, it's just a type of vicar I often see, and I just thought, you know what, this, guys, this is not constructive. <laughs> Stop bickering. Start summoning. Yeah. What about scissoring sticky knickered vicars? <laughs> it's a different type of vicar. I'm basically at this point yeah. I'm open for I've seen the, the archetypes of vicars, the, the five, the holy five. What about vicar stickers? The stickers that you use to get in chewing gum. Oh, you don't get them anymore. I've got a foil vicar. And if you collect <laughs> ten of the stickers, then you get a free vicar. Yeah, yeah. But it's like a vicar made of chewing gum. Loyalty vicars. <laughs> I just think at the moment, you know, you've got sporty vicar, posh vicar, scary vicar, baby vicar, and Jerry Harleywell. And at the moment, it's like the Harry Potter thing with the Sorting Hat, where they just each get told that they are that type of vicar. And mm. I think we need more breadth because people it's have to go to sometimes part. three or four, five or six weddings a year. Half of them are in churches, and it's just getting a bit fucking trite. And the last one, inspired by Vicar Bob, is a diesel-fueled V8 Vicar, which is a car engine wired up to an altar. There's a big vroom when it's time for the groom to kiss the bride. And uh, it replaces the majority of the Old Testament with a VHS recording of Pimp My Ride, an incoherent mess of tasteless ideas splashed across the chopped-up chassis of ancient Hebrew wisdom. Um, And you get rid of that and you go for Tim Westwood instead. And that's my uh, that's my guide to how to make vicars just a bit a bit spicier. Spice vicars, spiced vicars, <laughs> mold vicars. Make them spicier than the list of Spice Girls vicars that you began with. I don't know why you keep talking about the Spice Girls, Steve. It's very offensive to people of the vicars. men of the cloth. <laughs> I guess posh vicars, scary vicars. Ninny Vickers Sticky Vickers Sticky Vickers We're all around before the Spice Girls Precisely. The Spice Girls were inspired by the types of Vickers I mean yeah If you yeah, can't say true. If you can't just know that the Spice Girls were quite clearly I'll tell you what I, I want first What I really really want single was yeah. What I really really want is a Vicar Vicar Hey, log, you what? look like a man 
He's got a brink of a feature. Brink of a feature. Don't push me, Steve. You, you don't, got your don't, get face. your get your hands off me. Oh no, I'm falling into a feature. <laughs> Good. Or I would be if the fucking train hadn't derailed me again. And that's that's a word that's related to trains, but that's not. Yeah, you've, dramat- anyway, you've dramatized it. It's there. another time when I've been on the train, sitting down to do my feature, and three separate events stopped me from writing about Hang what on. I was going to write about. I know I haven't done Kinky Boots yet. Kinky Boots is on the back Hang burner. On. Are you are you comparing your life to a Christmas carol of every time we're on a train, three weird events come and make you change your ways in terms of and your ways of being, doing, doing what you're supposed job, to be doing? I'm playing, yeah. Yeah, I'm playing a fully functioning role in the podcast that I love and I'm yeah. dearly pre- <laughs> treasure being a part of. Well, the first thing that derailed me from writing my feature, which was going to be about Stuart moving in with me. I was going to write a, the original, <laughs> Log and Stuart, even though they've been going out for 11 years, they're the original odd couple. They're the <laughs> So I sat down to write it. I'd written, they're the original odd couple, exclamation mark. Stuart was just about to write his first line. And then, well, I was right about Stuart's first line, being honest. <laughs> Ghostwriting. Yeah. <laughs> And then, and then I noticed this, this man walked into the train, which just stopped at Leicester. Uh-huh. And um, he eyed which seat he wanted to sit in, and he had a choice of three seats. One is the empty seat next to me. Two is the seat on the other side of a man who'd got his bags on the window seat. And the other, the third option, was the identical mirror image of the man, but with a woman who'd had her bags occupying the window seat. Right. Now, imagine you were that man. What would you do? Which which seat would you most covet? I'd want to sit next to you, Locke, because you're the best. Of course you would, because I got one leg lifted knowing that you could just sneak one of your little legs under mine and it'd be intimate as fuck. Mm. Yeah. What would you do, Steve? I'd ask the woman to move her bag because... I've got some hang-ups about women. <laughs> and, you need, and you need to exert your influence I and control do. over women's bodies in it's, public spaces. It's true. And a woman putting her bag in the seat, uh, it, I don't know, it angers me more than a man putting his bag on the seat. Well, no, maybe it equally angers you, but maybe you just don't feel that equipped to tell a man who might... He might, might have an aggressive might, response. Yeah, yeah, you know, he might say, "You go fuck yourself." Whereas a woman, they've been conditioned by society just to meet. They would still avoid conflict. Under my influence, absolutely. I think. I think, Steve, you were correct. Yes. You win round one of the <laughs> "What stopped me writing a proper feature today" game. But I want to put my leg underneath your leg and have an intimate moment on a train. You, well, you'd be more than welcome. But um, unfortunately, that wasn't the question. I wasn't asking you what you. <sighs> How close you want to get to my thighs? I just feel disappointed. But let's carry on. Why don't you put his? Do you like over his leg right now? Yeah, right. Oh yeah. This isn't the way it was in the story, but I've got my leg under yours now, which suits my great. Very, now very... I'm jealous. Great. Oh, thanks, guys. Oh, my leg. Okay, I'll there put mine go. over yours. Now you have to put yours over. And I'll put my leg over over logs. Oh, other leg. This is like the impossible triangle. And then that. Nat- this is it's the Nat West logo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Our leg. We do it. have. No one's going to believe we've done this unless we take a photo of it. This is impressive. This is it's very entertaining audio. Now, anyway. Matt, get your girlfriend to come in and remove all the chairs of Wilson's we'll hovering. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sh- let's shuffle this denim. 
Shuffle, 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 Voices are louder at shuffling than yeah. actual denim, aren't they? It's true, it's true. <laughs> this is the sort oh. of thing that my other half would probably walk in on. She had to tell an, a funny story at work the other day, and she like, talked about how she came home and found me topless uh, hovering over a man in bed. And just say, so how does this further your audio podcast? It, Precisely. It doesn't. I just <laughs> love doing it. <laughs> oh. It's just sisters doing it for themselves. That's what I always say. Point two. This man who had just asked the woman to shuffle up because it suited him to do so, mm. began taking papers out of his bag. I saw one of them had timesheets written on it. Then he sort of, he didn't do anything with them. He just had them on the desk because he was sort of staking his little claim. He was showing he was important by taking paperwork out. Yeah, yeah. And after five minutes, he shoved the paperwork <laughs> quite rude into his own I don't know how you can be rude to paper but it's just like <laughs> you can it's just like if that paper was important paperwork you wouldn't be treating it like that he was just a, a big sheaf of paper jamming awkwardly into a rucksack so you know that in the back bit of a rucksack there's that lip the different way you're supposed to put a laptop, maybe. Yeah. yeah, he was just jamming it all in there. And I'm sure somebody was folding up against that it's lip. Not what that mm. there is for. No. So I, I was just it when you get this when you get people in public transport who like shuffle past you thinking they're more important because they're wearing a tie at nine in the morning or like or like put paperwork loudly on the train table as if to like denote the fact that what they do is important. It's like look, mate, I fucking well I want I don't have paperwork doesn't mean that my life is less relevant. I was like, look over here, mate. I've got a Note 4 and an S7 Edge. Who's the fucking hero on this train? Me, mate. Oh, yeah. yeah, I've just changed phone. I was transferring things on the train. (laughs) Two phones, mate. Two phone Billy. Two phone Billy. Ting. Um, so, So he's got his bag slightly into the aisle. Right. Sitting opposite him is a separate woman from the first woman. She's got her bag equally into the aisle and a separate man walks down the aisle oh, man. and who do you think he tells off for having her bag in the aisle I've given you a clue in the question did he say you fucking woman with your fucking bag in the fucking aisle no his exact words were you might need to move that love Oh, oh, that oh, is scotch. That is ringing all the bells of the prick, uh, the prick thing, the thing you hit the hammer with, you're and it goes ding, ding, ding. You're a prick. Women on this train are having a bad old time today, aren't this they? Is well, like, this is like a parable. I was talking about like God stuff. This is like a modern parable which, without which, a happy which, ending. Which this, bag did he have to cross? For, oh no, no, because well, he, he had to. He came from the. Uh, he had to step over the man's bag first, but that probably enraged him to the point where he was willing to say something about that bloody woman's oh, bag. So he was. He, he he was willing to just step over a man's bag. Yeah, I, it turns out go, you the know world what, is full of men not attacking with... each other and just fucking taking it out on women. I never knew. <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> someone should write an article about this. Somebody should point it we'll out. It's a phenomenon, sort of yeah. movement which yeah, furthers women's I, rights and like, oh. to the point of equality. That would be a great idea. Yeah, yeah. and then some. What for a while? More than equality. <laughs> I think they should have more, than, more than, equality. than equality for twenty years. Right, and then we get it back. <laughs> Oh my god, like like the two parties, like Republicans and Democrats. <laughs> yeah. Like, let them so have the So we both get to like, take an eight year period where we put legislation in yeah. place that we, benefits ourselves. And we experience horrific sexism on a daily basis for 20 years. In the hope. Then we don't have to do it anymore. Ah, and it goes back oh, to being such a relief. 
That's my solution. That's like when the uh, polarity of the Earth occasionally just flips north south. Yeah. Oh, no, no when, it, when it does, all of our dicks will go inside that, and then we'll be women. <laughs> oh, that was, <laughs> and their fannies will explode like cookie monsters' mouth. Like those plants that smell of shit. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> genders. Well, I think I think we're we're, we're, we're bang up to speed on the genders now. <laughs> wow, that's mead. So the third thing, I'm sorry to say, dear reader, happened to me, and this is where all the the solidarity looks like they're giving the women opposite. But log, you're not a woman, and this is why the third character is um, a hero rather than a villain. Um, I quickly became aware that I needed to record his conversation because. Sometimes you're having a conversation that's so boring. The only way to get through it is think it's being recorded. Make sure. it make it theatre. Mm. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm just going to drown in tedium. Yep. So um, I recorded that because it was so loud and sort of noisy. It's not going to be fun to listen to. So I transcribed it in the pub while Steve was late. Oh, so this, so this, this is, is the actual thing. This is genuinely I'm not not, not I'm, transcribed from memory. This is the actual conversation. This is, this is a perfect transcript. Yeah, and, and I'm not even leading that up to a joke where I just go, "Hi, I'm a big poo bag." Just <laughs> <laughs> still kind of what I'm expecting. <laughs> no, no, it's genuinely this time because Matt lied when I said, "Was it the Spice Girls?" And he goes, "No, it's not uh, the Spice." Because you got and my joke too early, Steve. Because you're too fucking clever. Yeah. Well, those, those adjectives, all of those five adjectives, are com- you can't say those now. They were, they're were they owned by the Spice Girls. Yeah. Ba-bum, bum, 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 bum. Well, get fooled again. You will not fool me again. Go. I'll be playing my role. And you'll be playing the role of the nerd on the train. And bear in mind that he did have a very strong speech impediment. It was like... <sharp inhale> and it, it began with this, him sort of like... I had my earphones in, he started going... La, 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 la. Oh, so I took my earphones out... Oh, mistake. And said... I beg your pardon? Oh, I was talking to myself. Um, basically, uh, what mobile network are you on? Now, I'm on EE, which is, as you may know, is formed of Orange and T-Mobile. And usually the Orange masts are a lot slower, certainly in terms of network connection. Yes, uh, depending on the signal. Usually it stays on a T-Mobile, but if it loses the T-Mobile, it'll switch to Orange. Or sometimes what it's done now, as you can see, is it, it just switches to Orange. As this socially awkward man spoke to me of masts and reception, my mind set to wandering to failed features past. What would a musical called Kinky Boots be about? Would it be a daring swashbuckler in which our hero delivers the killing blow with a stiletto fired from a hand cannon? No, that wouldn't be kinky, would it? Maybe it'd be a love story about a man who trussed up his lover and tickled her hoo-ha with a kestrel feather. No, what am I talking about? That doesn't have any boots in it. Truly, this was a conundrum that would need more thought. Also, if if you just go into the phone settings and, well, well, it should do, and it's service mode, oh, uh, 
Oh, it's just changed again. If it says there 234-30, that's T-Mobile. And if it says 234-33, that's Orange. I got it. The first scene of Kinky Boots, the biopic of famous Nottingham chemist, Jesse Boot. Hello, I am Jesse Boot. My father, John Boot, is a chemist of some renown in the UK. And that's cool and all, but it is my desire to rebrand and expand this company so that the Boots family are considered chemists to the nation. And to do that, I'm going to invent a pill that you put up your bum. That's kinky. Jesse, I'm afraid that pills up your bum already exist. They're called suppositories. What? Some kinky bastard beat me to the punch. Back to the drawing board. Two weeks later, Indira, I've got it. It's the same pill, but this time you put it in your fanny. This is so kinky, we'll be chemists to the nation in no time. That also exists, and it's also called a suppository. Okay. Well, I was going to wait another two weeks to say this, but I'll, I'll just come, come out with it now. What about if you put it in your dick hole? Also exists, and it's also called a suppository. Indira, I find the way you repeated that line word for word faintly patronizing. Stop calling me Indira. I'm not Indira Gandhi. I mean, certainly when I'm trying to listen to radio stations, because radio stations use the internet, and of course, I need a nice, fast data connection. If I'm on a slow orange connection, I've basically had it. Certainly the Wi-Fi has been working nicely, because I've not had any trouble. But the phone signal's gone a couple of times. I said, my phone signal's gone a couple of times. I don't know what yours is on. My god, it's been staring me in the face this whole time. I've been focusing all my attentions on this little pill, and there's nowhere that kinky little fucker hasn't been. But what if Boots started to sell other things? Other things you could put up your ass, fanny, or dickhole? What if I started to sing a song right now about all of the things you could put up your ass, fanny, or dickhole? A long list of increasingly amusing things that you could cram up or in there. Set to some amusing ditty downloaded from a website whose only copyright requirement is that you give them credit, such as Incompetech. Jamie Green in your fanny, Hockling Tom up your arsehole, a nice meal deal in your dick hole. it ain't gonna work! Still, so long as Ed D works. Oh, 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 my battery's just died. <laughs> At that point, I handed him my anchor power battery and said, here's my battery. You can use that. I, I don't think this is a good feature. I'm just going to listen to my headphones from now on for the rest of this journey and try to write a the article I was going to write, or the feature, it's not an article, is it? In very light grey on white, just so you can't read it. <laughs> That's what I do when I write my features on the tube. And they involve aborting Mowgli. <laughs> you turn the thing to be like... I get the brightness down to nothing. <laughs> so I can't even see the screen. <laughs> and then you make the white on white background just... <laughs> Just to render the first move redundant. Well, just in case someone else has got my Google Docs open in another window. 
on another computer. <gasps> they they see yeah. as they walk past it. The cleaner in an office, the closed <laughs> office. <gasps> I'm stuck in. You need your screen up so you can see the cursor darting around at that stage. <laughs> well, personally, Log, I think you fucked it here because, as far as I could tell, this was a cut and dry modern parable. I've just been talking about the need for new types of vicar. Right? And here we had a modern parable. Tech right? vicar. One man, no, 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 no. Ooh. One man goes by, ignores the man, has a go at a woman. A second man comes by, ignores the man, has a go at a woman. A third man sits down next to another man and is an annoying prick. And then that man, the modern murder vicar, murders that man in order to make the world right again. Murder vicars. You had the opportunity... The good Samanatan. ...to kill a man to make the world better. It would have been told about for years. He got off at Bedford. How could I kill him? Well, I don't know. He's already dead. (laughs) He killed himself today. I just think you were too sympathetic to his dull mobile phone tech bullshit when you could have done a solid for Jesus. No one was on my side on that train. So my desperate glances for like reassuring eye rolls had to be replaced by eventually just playing with my forehead with my hands. You may be doing the spotlight thing that Matt was doing. I don't think anyone was giving a shit about what you're talking about on the train. Oh, he was, his voice was loud. Was it? People were not making eye contact. So you were the the protagonist and their imagined arguments. No, no, but yeah, all they were bothered about was this arsehole and they probably thought I was a prick for fucking talking back. Yep. Especially showing interest. You should have had your headphones on. Write the feature. No. I'm going to record someone, transcribe it, and make a bad feature. (laughs) Yeah. I'm annoyed at him for denying us a top quality log feature. Well, that was a bad feature. I will give you that. We got 60th percentile on that one, I think. Well, I'd just say, you know, if you see him again, maybe murder. That was episode 187 of the Regular Features podcast. We have been your hosts. You've been our readers. If you like what you've heard, you can go to patreon.com forward slash regular features and you can help us out by uh, donating per episode, whatever you think it is worth. But if you really like us and you think, hmm, I want to hear some of those boys chatting about shit when I'm in the same room and maybe I can come up and give them a kiss. You should go to the Canal I've, Cafe. I've kissed a few of you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Now. <laughs> when I get to double figures, that's when I stop counting. <laughs> yeah, you come to the Canal Cafe the Theatre. show, May 2nd. It's really soon. That'll be next week. It is. It it's, up, the, yeah. uh, it's a bank holiday Monday. It uh, is. You know, I emailed them and said, oh, we booked this and we didn't realise it was a bank holiday Monday. A... Are you open on a bank holiday Monday? Because that's going to be tricky. And they said, yes, we are open on Monday. Ticket sales can either go up or down based on bank holiday Mondays. We don't know what happens. You know, it's difficult to know. So it's best you just buy tickets on the just out of pure fear. I mean, we've just had an Easter weekend. Everyone's gotten... Went away. Got the bank holiday out, out, out of the system. Now, this is just like Monday. And, you know, I was talking to Gav. This is what, this is not for the benefit of the readers at all. But I think the four of us should come around mine on Sunday, mm-hmm. have a big roast, stay the night, have a party. Acid. <laughs> Do a lot of acid. <laughs> and then rock up on Monday 
a totally mess. fucked. An absolute, an absolute mess. mess for people who paid to see us. <laughs> just, yeah, that is just yeah. for us and not for the people listening, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, but, but besides the answer, we probably stuff, won't do that. Yeah. It would be, be cool to hang out. Yeah, it'd be lovely to hang out. Yeah. yeah. But no, yeah, you should come along to it. It will either be an absolute smash sellout, packed room, people hanging from the rafters we laughing. that last two or three. Or it'll be it's like... Such a good vibe. A really quiet, intimate show. Maybe we will dangle our legs off the end, the front of the stage and talk to you like your small children. Oh, uh, yeah. Or like, everyone on the stage, we'll just ask them to install a better system where we've all got mics. That's a good idea. Anyway, yeah. Either way, do come along to a live show there because they're really good fun. And if you're not sure about that, you should go back and listen to all the people laughing in the background the last ones. Oh, you should. There's some really good laughing and some eyeing as well. Uh, listen back again. I like the bit where you said because uh, Joe Scrabbles made his first live appearance at our last live yeah. show and Log did a feature called Getting to Joe You Getting to Scrabbles About You, you. Um, and you ended it by saying now that you fancy Joe more than you fancy me and people went ha 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 but a number of people went oh, oh. <laughs> I noticed that when we hugged <laughs> it was touching yeah, it was touching uh, I was like good like they care about the the Ross and Rachel will they this is we are getting towards like season 8 and 9 territory now isn't it where, <laughs> yeah. where we start well, marrying other people just... by mistake <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll get there in the end oh. <laughs> but yeah come along if you can't come to this one come to the next one but just come it's fun Fun. Mm, come, it's fun. Um, otherwise, it's nice listen to it. <laughs> See, <laughs> don't be glib. That's great. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. Well, we'll speak to you next week. Yeah. I hope your big interview goes well. I hope it does. Yeah. And your dentist appointment. And say hello to your mum. Yeah. Don't bottle it. Yeah. Basically, just don't Brian any of it with your dentist appointment. We've heard mm. about it. Just be yourself, Brian. When you go to the dentist, just be yourself. Don't worry about it. Just be yourself. If we have a reader called Brian at dentist point, it's going to freak the fuck out. It's going to be like, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week, Brian. (laughs) Open your mouth. Let him in. Bye. Jesse, I have had to stop inventing this cure for cancer to deal with the public backlash after a child soldered his arsehole shut with a hot curling tongue. And as you can imagine, I'm very cross. This is just the sort of drama that makes for great musical theatre. You run a fucking chemist's, Jesse. Stop shoving shit in your dickhole and make a fucking pill or two.